millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 566, The Sting. Oh, great. Two. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, before we get uh, too deep off into the weeds, let's go around the virtual table. Everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. So nice of Joe to, Joe to join us yeah, at the outset. You know, it's so much easier when I can just walk in and sit in front of a mic. But when I had yes. to bring up Skype, they're like, you need to install these 17 updates. It's like, well, <laughs> cool. Good times. So uh, before we get into the movie, uh, quick shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, which is called the League of Show Sharers. And, of course, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and the pride in knowing you helped out a little bit. And these trying times. And these trying times. This is probably the most important thing you can give your money to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd say so. So uh so anyway, the sting to. Wow. I I'm always fascinated by movies like this, which is why I lobby for them. But uh like just the idea that like I mean, first off, when when this movie came out ten years to wait to make a sequel was just a huge gap. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, sure. Cause if you look at like Godfather one and two, there were like two years in between those movies. They like, like boom, turn that second one out really quickly. And that's weird because like, even back then sequels weren't a thing. So, uh, the first major motion picture to be released with a number in the title was the Godfather two. Well, there we go. So you would you would see franchises, or you would you know the, I, I won't say it was the first sequel. Um, I mean, there you know, the, Abbott Costello had Buck Privates. You had Buck Privates come home. You had movies like you know that had a, a million different things. Uh, you know, in their franchise, I mean, there was like thirty five Blondie movies and all sorts of like. Uh, Andy Ro- or Mickey Rooney movies where he played Andy Hardy. They're, they're, you know, I thought you were going to say Andy Richter. I was like, yeah. he never, he's never <laughs> but, made a sequel. So I mean, it's I, I won't go as far as to say that there was never there were never sequels, but like the first time you really started seeing Hollywood, like, well, that worked. Let's let's make another one. I, I was Godfather two. And what year was Godfather two? Uh, I believe it's seventy four. Four, I think Godfather one came out in seventy two, and Godfather two came okay. out in seventy four. I think. So I was just, I was just thinking, like Halloween was seventy eight, yes. seventy two, and then Halloween two is eighty one, and then Superman was seventy eight, and then Superman two was eighty one. So like, I guess that uh, that that tracks. That makes sense. And then well, the Superman like, was the same movie, right? They just cut it in two. Uh, they, no, because you had Zod and all that stuff, 
right? So like you had, but a Superman lot of that, one, but a lot of yes, that footage from yes. two had been shot for one. Like they, yes, the, they, the whole Zod, Ursa, and Non storyline was was part. Like that's in one. Like that whole, it's all set up in one. Uh, and then they switched. They they flipped it over to to two. And I gotta tell you, there's that there's that Donner cut that is released. Like that you can go buy the the original Richard Donner cut, and it's not good. Like it's a different movie. Yeah. There's there's bits and pieces from one that went to two and two that went to one. There's a there's a good scene where uh, Lois is like drawing on the picture, like she's you know the the first picture of Superman in the oh, front page of the Daily Planet yeah. where she's drawing a hat and glasses on him, yeah. and she's like, "This is ridiculous." And yeah, it's like right? you know, <laughs> that's a good moment. Uh, but yeah, it's just and that was that was an outtake. Like that's a deleted scene. Uh, but yeah, like the I, they made the right call in making those two different movies. <laughs> Well, and I guess the thing was is that like, you know, this is eighty. This so this came out in eighty three, and so it's like right as home video starting to really hit critical mass. Sure, and but like it's not like the Sting was a movie that is. It was a huge hit. Like it made a hundred and fifty nine million dollars in like when it come out like 72 73 so yeah and it's and it's in talks for i mean it's in the contention for one of the greatest films ever made yeah i mean it's like the perfect hollywood movie right like yeah. it's i mean it's got great set pieces and it's funny and it's serious and two massive leads massively charismatic massive leads mov- two huge movie stars with great yeah. chemistry like I mean, just everything about the the mu- the music is great. Everything about that movie works. I mean, it like I said, it is pure Hollywood perfection, yep. right? Yep. And yep. uh, but like, it's not like it's a movie that cried out for a sequel. It's not like it's a movie that, especially in an age when it wasn't a given that you'd make a sequel to a movie, right? And so, um, was this always a sequel to The Sting? So what, or was this something that they changed? So, no, so the, the, here's the really thing, the really weird thing. It it's written by the same guy. Oh, okay. The well, same guy <laughs> who wrote The Sting wrote The Sting too. Like it's it's not he got credit for characters. He I mean, sure. he wrote the movie. And the the story goes that for The Sting, um he sent the script in and it was in the slush pile. And Interesting. And somebody found it in the slush pile and like basically wrote a note like whose job was to read the scripts and see if there was any hidden gems. And he found it and he kicked it up the food chain with a note that said, this is the great American screenplay. If you make this with a big name director and big name movie stars, this will sweep the Academy Awards. And the person who pulled that script out of the slush slush pile yeah rob cohen the director of the fast and furious no what so yeah i know like that and that he was just reading scripts back (laughs) that was where he was at in his career was he was just starting out and he was the like the guy to go through and read all these bs unsolicited scripts and see if you find anything good and he found the sting and was like this is brilliant and you need to make it and so um, so David S. Ward, the guy who wrote it, like wrote a bunch of other movies. The two that you would be most familiar with is he wrote Major League. Oh, so good. And he I got to think that like maybe there were multiple scripts in production and somebody like took his and like had to give him a credit on it because he has a credit on Sleepless in Seattle, which hmm. obviously is a Nora Ephron movie. Right. Sure. And so, but he has a screenwriting credit on Sleepless in Seattle. So I don't know if he was working on a similar movie and they kind of had to merge scripts and he was owed a credit. I have no idea. But the other thing that you would, that you would most likely know him for is, is Major League, which is so weird, right? That like, that's a very different movie. Those seem very different. And so when you said the, the characters, the other thing that makes this movie so weird is that it's called The Sting 2 and it's not technically a sequel none of even though it's different actors none of these characters technically appear in the sting well wait Ah. wait, what yeah isn't isn't mac davis 
the main the, characters are the same people. Yeah, that's no, what they want you to think. Mac, so he, oh, they're not. So I just here, you're right. right they're so, the same last name. Right. So uh, in the first movie, um, Robert Redford played John Kelly Hooker. Uh-huh. Mac Davis plays Jake Hooker, and then, no yeah. way. And then. Paul Newman I thought, played him. I was with Kevin because I had to, I just looked it up, yeah. and you're absolutely and right. I just presumed they were the same characters right. on a different adventure. And Paul Newman played Henry Shaw Gondorf, but in this one, he's called Fargo Gondorf. And then <laughs> yeah. they say that, uh, like, and then Lonigan is, like, out to get him, and Lonigan's the guy that they that they they sting in the first one. And uh, and in this time out, he's played by that's Robert. That's Robert Shaw. It's Robert right? Shaw in the first one. It's Oliver Reed in this one. Oliver Reed turned down the role in the Sting. <laughs> so I'm sure when they came back around, he's like, "Well, I'm not making that mistake twice." And it, sure, instead, sure. he made a whole new mistake. Um, <laughs> but he like references in the movie about how like he's mad at these guys and they they got him. Six years well, yeah, ago, the same, and that it's the, he's out for vengeance. But the thi- but the thing is, is that like also the sting takes place in 1936. This takes place in 1940. So it's only been four <laughs> years, not six. So like right. they they do all these things that like if you're not paying super attention to what happened in the sting, like if you're not like the like a just the a diehard fan of the sting where you have it memorized you're going to hear the name gondor if you're going to hear the name hooker you're going to hear lawn again and that he's out and he's mad at them because they got and like it's all going to connect back to the sting but when you actually map it out none of it maps back to the first this movie. is the it's the it's the kmart version it's the venture you know version what this of the Sting. you know what this plays like to me it plays almost like they were making a made for tv version of it like it was like you know how they would do oh, like sure. the, they would make a t- like a tv adaptation to make it a weekly series like the shining or salem's lot or th- yes, or, yes or like you know like there was a tv show based on paper moon right oh that's weird yeah and and it starred jody foster as you know and and uh, huh. and it lasted like six episodes, but you would get this a lot back then. They would, if a movie was a big hit, they'd adapt it into a TV show and see if they could get a little more traction out of it, right? So, I mean, the, probably yeah. the most famous example is Mash. Um, but even like, yeah, but that worked totally. But it, it also worked by being completely different than the film. Um, yeah, even though the film is great, it's it's a totally you know it, you need to do something different on TV to get people back every week than you do with a film but but uh but you would see that a lot like right like there was a there was a made for tv version sitcom version of animal house right um the tv clerks there's a tv there's a tv version of clerks the show alice is based on the martin scorsese film alice doesn't live here anymore right and so really yeah and so um so like you would see that a lot but and that's not what this was intended for but like it feels like that like oh we'll change the name slightly so we don't really have to honor what happened before but it feels like it like it's all it's all so weirdly bad this and is, fascinating this is yeah this is completely bizarre i you know i did not pick up on that because i just presumed since they had the same last names and i'm like okay yeah. no one in the cast returned they just they had to get different people it was right. 10 years later clearly they weren't interested um and then yeah because the bad guy references being built out of a half a million dollars that's exactly what happens in the sting <laughs> totally so i don't but understand then he also says though like, that they they got him the same way but they didn't get him with a boxing thing they got him with a horse <laughs> racing it was a it was a whole card game right well they get him in a card game and then that pisses him off but then they at the end they get him with a horse racing scam Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the, the, the whole, whole operation they put together is amazing. What they do to like cast thirty or forty people, and um, it's just really neat. Whereas, like, it wasn't like, hey, just go in this ring and take a dive. Like <laughs> yeah, right. the scam, the scams are completely different levels of scams. Like, yes, these, these yeah, guys this are is this is like ocean oceans eleven uh, level scams to me. Like, it was just like you have all these moving parts, and then they have this. Somebody throws a wrench, so they've got to figure out how to fix the wrench and then go from there and then there's another wrench thrown in down the line and this person's turning on this person but is that person really turning on that person or is it all a setup from the beginning 
you know, the only thing I could think of with, you know, with the 10 years passing, I, I have to think that this uh, writer just, he had this script, it was kicking around, no one was really interested. And then the studios, for whatever reason, got desperate for a hit. And they yeah. didn't want to tarnish the good name of the Oscar winning The Sting. I mean, they did. It is the <laughs> they name. did. But yeah. I mean, they changed the characters so they could technically, if it's a big flop, go like, yeah, but you know, it's different. So it really doesn't change the first one because they're different <laughs> people. Like, I think they put a safety net in place you know yeah especially when you you change the, you, it's very it i didn't i was with you the whole time when i was like i thought these were the same characters but then you look at their first names you're like oh not even close like it's it's completely different but i gotta tell you i didn't hate this movie well it's because I, you watched I this like... movie after uh dream a little dream that's the problem <laughs> i guess like, that's true oh my like, god I, like... but but even like if they would have called this something different yeah, it's all to me. This is almost Halloween three level where like if they would have not called that Halloween three, I've said it before. Everybody. Yeah. Agree, it's it's no. Oh, everybody agrees. Well, I mean, it, it, it would have it would have been better yeah. received had sure. it not yeah. been labeled as Halloween. If this had not been labeled as the sting, I think this would not have been as hated. I actually really enjoyed. I thought it, it was fine. A lot of it, it was really funny. Yeah, it was fine. Like I. It's by no means a great film. That is and true. When you, when you compare I, it I to am the coming off dream a little dream. <laughs> yeah, it's it's by no means great. And if you've seen the first movie, it's it does not even get close to comparison. Like the tone of it is way more goofy and comedic, whereas the first one's a serious film, and it's it's just so good. I mean, Paul Newman, you know. Robert I don't even Red... know if it's a, it's not even serious as much as it's it is comedic. Like that first one is funny. Yeah, it's so. Uh, it's, it's... Yeah, but it's not yuck yuck like the second. No, one's it is not yuck yuck. You know, That's it's true. I think there's a uh, there's a fascinating juxtaposition for like people that want to study the mechanics of film. And comparing yeah. these two movies because, um, because that first one it definitely has comedic beats in it, right? There are things yes. in that movie that are laugh out loud funny, but it still manages to be serious. And and it's not like they cast um, like bad people in this movie. I mean, Mac Davis is questionable, but but uh he's fine he's serviceable he's serviceable he's no he's not he's no robert Redford, sure but but um but like jackie gleason's great terry gar's great carl malden oliver reed and then when you get into the character actors ron rifkin i mean there's like yeah. there's there's good like people in this movie and it's written by the same guy like you on paper this isn't Crazy. I mean, on paper, this is never going to be what the first one was. But on paper, no. it's it. It also shouldn't be as bad as it is. And yeah. And and I think it also says a lot about how much how important casting is. Like even when you get into the these character actors, like they're they're not bad, but they're for a different type of movie than the first one. Here's the deal, though. Like they cast Jackie Gleason to be Paul Newman. <laughs> like those are not the same actor and right. like okay mac davis whatever you know I, I i don't think he was bad in the second one but it's just like he's not robert redford and right. so it's just weird to have i know that the characters first names are different but clearly it's a, a sequel like it, they change the first names but it's some kind of spiritual sequel or sure. whatever it is and so they're they're supposed to be the same archetypes the same type of characters even if they're not the exact ones and so when you change the tone of that especially like with jackie gleason as opposed to paul newman you're getting a completely different type of movie a absolutely yeah. absolutely and and I, and I like again like i i i was mad that i spent five dollars to watch dream a little dream with this one i was hoopla. like all right yeah well, see, no, wait I a minute, hold on work. hold on you paid for this after i told you about hoopla I tried to find it. And I couldn't find it. This was on. Yeah, you just you, you have a library card. You just sign in with your library card, and it's free. No, yeah, I I I I, I have a Hoopla account, huh. but like I searched it, and it wouldn't pop up on my iPad. Oh, so I oh just, how did you, know, did you search it? Sting number two, or did you search it? Sting I I I I. You got to search oh, it. I I did the number two. Yeah, that's it's what, I I. It's yeah. I I. Ah, well, that would be why uh, I couldn't find it. Well, Which is, bummer. you know what? 
Honestly, though, I didn't mind paying for no, it. No, I didn't ser- mind paying the, the the four bucks to rent it. I'm I'm with you, Joe. I I would have watched this a hundred times over Dream a Little Dream. <laughs> Coming off of Dream a Little Dream, like I've watched some movies in the background with Ryan playing games or whatever. Like I haven't I haven't really sat down to watch a movie seriously since Dream a Little Dream, and don't know if I ever will again. I mean, this may have completely changed my it, outlook. It, it, it broke Kevin. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, that movie really almost did seriously, but um, but no, I it was fine. It was whatever. Like I did not think it was that bad it's just it's only when you compare it to the first one i think because the first one is considered such a masterpiece and god we could do if you want to change this to the paul newman podcast i will review I love, any movie paul newman is one of my is one of the greatest Seriously. actors of all time he is. i love He's, paul newman his presence that he brings his gravitas his i mean paul newman is amazing i would have no problem doing more of those movies but anyway when you're comparing this one to that you're just like oh and it's you know that's it's goofier it's like they're gripping the exact same jokes like you know what i mean like they're trying to do the same thing like oh stick this envelope under your arm as opposed to stick this envelope right. in your pants like they're doing callbacks that are the exact same thing because they're you know it's they're just remaking the same movie with a little bit different premise well it's tom has said before like it's there was that recyclable jokes yeah right because there was no home videos so you're just like well I'll just recycle the same jokes sure. and this is the beginning of home video. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't recycle those jokes. But I will also say like, I don't feel like you could have, you can get away with recycling the jokes from the Stang because it got shown on TV once a year and it was a major event every time it did. Like it, it aired on, on ABC. It was in their, uh, in their Sunday night movie, which was their premiere slot. And it was a major event whenever that movie aired. And so, so yeah, maybe people, couldn't necessarily go rent it from the video store at the drop of a hat but but like it showed every year it showed during sweeps it was that big of a deal people it was like oh the sting is on tonight you gotta sit down and watch the sting again and so tv was huge you gotta remember i mean joe and i don't remember firsthand but to tom's point like yeah there may have not have been home video but when movies aired on tv and you had a limited amount of channels like that viewership was insane no, I definitely I definitely remember a time when like this the the ABC Sunday night movie yeah. or the you know Disney uh Disney did their things on Sunday nights. You always knew a movie was a really big deal if like they let it go past 10 o'clock like if it would yeah like, when they would do yeah, yeah, like yeah. the 10 commandments and it would run to like 10 30 and you're like oh that's a that's a big <laughs> deal they bumped the news so they could finish the movie but um the other thing too is the sting really lent itself to being aired on television because there's not a lot in it that needed to get cut out, right? Like, sometimes you'd watch these movies on TV. Like, I remember trying to watch, uh, like, Slapshot on television. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And, like, that's just, it was a joke. Like, I mean, you can't watch that movie on free TV. Like, it was, no. it was you know, no. where the sting you could. Like, there's not a whole lot that needs to get trimmed from a movie like that, you know? Uh, except for the N-word. Well, well, back then, well, you know, yeah. But and also, there's, the, I mean, f- first off, back then, like you, you know, you didn't have to cut that off television, and even now, you don't Wait, have to. No, it's Wait, not absolutely not. It's not the one of the band word on television. Yeah, the culture hadn't switched yet. Yeah, it was not. It's, you couldn't off, say it's, that word. It's not a banned word from television, like the f word. Like it's, you know, it. Oh wow. It and I think there was also this mindset, which I don't even necessarily disagree with it was dependent on the context so like when they would say the n-word in that movie well first off the first time you hear it said is not the first time the second time okay but but you hear it said by a bad guy and it establishes that he's a bad guy right like it's you know and so it's it they weren't throwing it around like ha 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 we're calling these people that like they were they were like a setting up that this mark that they were going to con was a dirt bag so you didn't need to care about it you know and so is robert shaw ever a good guy i don't know i guess he's kind of a good guy in jaws he's not awful (laughs) but yeah but um but yeah so it's like you you know and i mean think about like how many times they say it in roots you know like it was you know there are certain stories well i get the historical context there are certain stories you can't tell without using the word you know but yeah like it i a lot of it back then in terms of if if it was allowed to be used was was kind of it was self-policed, and it was more along the lines of, "Well, we're establishing that this guy's bad, 
you know, and they yeah. and they use the F word in this one. Did they? I don't even remember. Oh, well, yeah. The other, I noticed the other, the other, the other F word. Coming off of um, Dream Little Dream, I was really sensitive to that, too, where I'm just like, jeez. <laughs> and remember he, when he uses it with, like, piss and P and V. Remember like when, he yeah, is... the, the uh, Lonigan or whatever, he's like, I, I like women. <laughs> oh no, it's not Lonigan. It's the or, other guy. It's the what? it's the it's the club it's the oh, club owner. Carl Mold. Like yeah. I knew a guy by the name of that name, and he was a. Oh, I totally right. yeah. missed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He uses and it's like it's not it's not. He says it with like anger. Yeah, like there is a there is a an anger behind the use of that word. I was like, yeah. oh, good lord, well, like take it easy. It's Jaggy Gleason, and look at the era he's from. That's true. That, and he, I gotta tell you, he's my favorite part of the movie. He's great. Oh yeah. Fine, yeah, I mean Jackie Gleason's always fun to watch, and he was happy. Oh no, no, it wasn't Jackie Gleason. It was the other guy. It was the it was the bar owner that said it. Oh, like, okay. The guy that owns the club. Carl yeah, it wasn't Jackie Gleason. Okay, no, he was talking to Jackie Gleason. Gotcha. That's true. Okay, but like, Jackie the guy Gleason that was owns- pretending to be uh, a card guy or whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe like, we should yeah. just dig into the movie. Like, let's. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, not Robert Redford and uh, <laughs> his partner are, are like they're just they're just grifters. Like, there's nothing. Uh, of note about there's nothing special about them honestly like they're just uh, working scams and they are tight with the Jackie Gleason character who is not Paul Newman Um, so he's getting out of jail because he got got busted for something uh, and they decide to come up with this con and we're we're pretty much introduced to these two goofs Um, they're working a con at a club where uh Hooper is like trying to trying to trick Hooker. Uh these two Hooker, yeah. <laughs> Hoopa. Uh Hoopa, Hoopa. Uh these two affluent women, one being Terry Gar, who I always forget is as beautiful as she is. Oh yeah. Like you look you look at her in Young Frankenstein, yeah. you look at her in this, you're like, holy guacamole, like how you doing? <laughs> uh where like but it turns out that she was conning them. So that that is your first introduction and, to this to the Terry Gar character who is going to be a major player later. And here's where you know the movie is already going off the rails is they're doing this con but you're not really seeing the con. <laughs> yeah, that's You know fair. when that's when true. they're doing all this thing about like oh we're switching the envelopes and we're switching them back and like you never really see it transpire when when Robert Redford does that and the first one like you you see it happen and like and like when you watch it, you see it, but you can't see it, but you know he actually did it, right? Yeah. Right. And and right. uh and this doesn't do that. It just is This does not it do just that. basically says, Oh yeah, we switched everything a bunch of times and I stole your you know, your watch, but you stole my money clip and blah you know, and <laughs> and it's just like but that's so lame. That's if you're gonna with the dad from with the dad from Alf. Yeah, later on that you too, get that's yeah. that floor manager is at the like not Macy's. Yeah. Is the dad from Alex. Totally. That's funny. <laughs> I uh but um but yeah, so it was just like, you know, if you're going to see a con movie, a movie about con artists, you want to watch the con play out. Part of the fun is is either there being the big reveal and you realize that you got conned or you know what the con- that the con is transpiring and you get to watch it happen while the other people can't figure it out. And they, but they to don't their do credit it. But Tom, to their credit, though, I think one, they know that you've seen the sting and they're like, wink, wink, nod, nod. He's doing the Robert Redford thing. And two, like, clearly, you know, when the guy's like, hey, I heard these people have a lot of money. Let me go over here. And he's doing the envelope thing. I mean, it's it's implied like, you know what he's doing. Yeah, but I, I you know, do. OK, it's like the Cannonball Run and the Cannonball Run 2, right? Sure. And the Cannonball yeah, Run yeah. 2. Like they do so much time in their little silly sketch sketches that they never they don't really do very many car stunts. And then at the end of the movie, in order to complete the race, they literally show you a map and little cartoon cars <laughs> sliding around on it. And so it's like, they, yeah, the they Indiana Jones. it, Right. So like, yeah, the race was implied, but I went to see a cannonball run movie. I want to yeah. see cars crash. And sure. so when I go to see the sting, like, I don't want to see the con implied. I want to see the con, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that it's the Ocean's Eleven effect, right? Like, not the original one. It's the 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 new one. Right. Where you do see, you see everything happen. Yeah. And then, and then when you think they're caught, you see an extra piece. Right. Like, that's the reveal. Like, you can follow that con the entire time. Right. And just when you think it, they're they're not going to make it, there's that one little piece that we didn't see, 
that ties it all together. And you're like, oh, okay. And that's what, when a movie like this works, what makes it so great, but it also was what makes them so difficult to write is that, like, they have to kind of leave out a piece of information for that yeah. to work. But if the piece they leave out feels false or cheap, now you just feel cheated. Like, this movie at the end tries to do that, and it just feels lame oh, and arbitrary yeah. right but when the they sting trying, yeah but when the sting does does you know their final twist you're like oh man you totally got me <laughs> so you got and me you, like, you feel good about it right like it's it's yeah. such a difficult thing to pull off of like making you feel good about the fact that you were too dumb to figure it out where in this <laughs> one when you're too dumb to figure it out you just feel like well because you didn't tell me everything like yeah if you don't tell me do everything you, yeah do you think you could make a heist movie in 2020 Sure. Like like a like a scam movie. I don't think you can. I think you. Could. I think there's. I think you can, but you got to set it somewhere else because there's too much technology. Yeah, well, but you would just I mean, need to. Be, the, the 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 reason I disagree is because all scams revolve around new technology, and not all, but so many. Right. Oh. Okay. Like think about in uh in in the Sting, part of the reason they're able to pull off that big horse race thing at the end is because that they're they're sent they're sending the uh the horse race transcript through through uh oh. through uh telegraph right and yeah, there's sure, there's sure, an sure. ever so brief delay and they're able to capitalize on that delay right yeah and yeah. so that's fair and so like i think if you want to come up with a scam i think the only problem now is the the scams that revolve around technology are just so nerdy just people sitting in front of a computer <laughs> typing that they're just not interesting <laughs> to watch yeah. right 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 like that's a problem it's okay yeah, so so yeah, so our characters uh Jackie Gleason's getting out of jail and they they come up with this this uh a new scam. Basically, it's going to be a boxing a boxing they're a boxing match. Uh and they don't know how they're going to do it, but Jackie Gleason gets out of jail and he's like, "I got an idea." And he gets his old crew back together and basically what they're going to do is they're going to get uh Jake into the boxing ring and he's going to throw this like he's they're going to change the bets around. They're going to get everything lined up. They're going to uh, pick this one guy who is this nightclub owner who is uh, he, that's the guy I was talking about. That guy's hilarious. Like his facial expressions when Jackie Gleason kind of screws him over constantly. And like he always, he's used to getting his way, but Jackie Gleason is always one step ahead of him. Is that uh, Macalinsky? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I just thought he was very funny. I don't know why, but just like every, he's such he's such a dirtbag that every time like he never wins. Just when you think he's ahead of the ball, he's never ahead of the ball. So like that, I enjoyed. So that we should set up. It. So there's there's like two good guys and two bad guys as far as like main there's, characters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's like you know there's the Robert Redford, Paul Newman, archetypes, whatever you want to call them, right? So there's the Mac Davis is supposed to be. They're Robert like Redford. their second cousins. Yeah. So Jackie Gleason is Paul Newman. Mac Davis is Robert Redford, and then you've got Lonigan, who is the guy that and spiritually got screwed over whatever by the thing that they did in the first sting but it's not who's doing a who's doing a robert shaw impression right and so oliver reed <laughs> plays lonigan who's the same character somehow and then you've got uh gus, gus makalinski is like the mobster type guy he's their mark for sting too and you know lonigan starts kind of implying that these guys did this in before and it gets messy at the end but the new mark is this makalinski guy and he that's the guy I was talking about, Tom, is I thought he was hilarious. Like, he's just such a dirtbag that every time he gets he's getting screwed over constantly. He's never ahead. He's you think he thinks he's ahead. Right. But he's never ahead. Um, and he's basically playing the same character as is Shaw in the first one, because yeah. it's like, you know, he's getting there. He's their mark and they screw him over a little bit. And then and then the Robert Redford character is supposed to pretend like you know, he's got the inside track on what's going on and he's turning on his boss to help him. Like it is the same story again. That's what is, I it's, think that's what takes it down another notch is they're just doing it, the same thing. It's even the same story from the point of view in the first one, you had like the, the cop that's trying to get Robert Redford the whole time played by Charles uh, Durning. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and in this one you have the cop that they, they accidentally scam him, they scam him. In, yeah. in the in the train station and he, oh, and, sure, and he sure. keeps popping back up to try and rouse them you know yeah. this is escape from this is escape from la yeah i mean when i say that what i mean it's i mean escape from la is the exact same movie 
as Escape from New York, just with like a couple different twists. And that's Kurt Russell. And what I mean by what I mean by and basketball. Oh, sign me up. (laughs) And basketball. And what? (laughs) And basketball. Right. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So he Jake goes to Macalinsky and he kind of says, look, I know. So there's a whole scene where Terry Gar gets involved, where she becomes part of the Gar, you know, dresses to the nines and she kind of tricks him into sitting with her. And then here comes Jackie Gleason and Jackie, of course, Terry Gar and Jackie Gleason. It's hilarious. He's like, wait, what are you doing? He's like, ah, I just thought I'd sit here. And, um, so when he yeah, comes so and they, sits they, down, Jackie it's... Gleason works him. Uh, and if you know anything about Jackie Gleason, this was actually my favorite. This was my favorite shot of the movie. Is Jackie Gleason is a legit pool shark? Like that dude. Like the the whole thing with with uh, Paul Newman in The Hustler is real. They go play pool. Like that's, yeah, that was him. That was him playing playing pool for for real. I was gonna say because to have Jackie Gleason pl- hustling pool, I thought that had to be a nod yeah. to The Hustler. A- absolutely. I mean, seeing yeah. Jackie Gleason play pool in 1983 was akin to seeing John Travolta dance again in 1994. Yes. Like it yeah. was like, you know, like right. that would that would be very exciting without for question. a certain group of people, you know, because yeah. of because of the Hustler. And I th- I mean the Hustler is a great movie. Like oh, I absolutely. absolutely love it. Like so seeing that for me then I'm just like, well, that's awesome. That was a nice little nod. <laughs> but it's also that's weird right. though yeah, to right, like right. to like deliberately remind people of another paul newman movie right right <laughs> and another con artist paul right. Newman movie like yeah <laughs> yeah it's, yeah so he he works uh Macalinsky the entire time he card games uh pool well then, like he's, he's, well then he's like let me get my money back like so you know you've got the he's con like okay man sure conning him and then he says oh no give me a chance but the thing is this is the exact same thing as sean yep. the first one like yep, he's yep, a yep. con man too game. so he yeah. conned a con and then he's like, let me win my money back. Here's a card trick. And I actually loved this card trick and how the, the woman is, reveals it. This was great. Th- this is my favorite scene in, in the movie. The th- the, I agree. The, the pool scene, the, this whole thing. But especially, yeah. yeah, the three card Monty thing. Like so much That's of this. genius. So much of this, the, the cons in this movie feel like, because David Ward, he researched con artists, read lots of nonfiction books about them for like two years before he wrote The Stink. Yeah. So he put a lot of work into it, and I really feel like a lot of the cons we see in this movie are basically cons that weren't cool enough to be in the first one. Oh, and, sure, sure. And, like they was it was just left over. It was just leftover stuff. And but yeah. this three card money scene was the only thing that I felt like that was good enough to have been in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. it was fantastic because basically what they do is he's got it rigged where he's like, here, can you follow the the queen or the red card or whatever? And then he does the three card Monty thing. And instead of and instead of her choosing one card, she chooses what it isn't. And I just yeah. thought that was genius because then he the bad guy flips over the third card and it's revealed he cheated. They were all black cards. Right. So no, it was I mean, an ace. They were looking for the ace. Yeah. Well, but, but it like, was still a different color. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. What was, so, what's great, though, is that she doesn't flip over that third card. Right. And then and then it just hangs there and and Magalinsky can't say anything without right. admitting that he cheated and then she walks out and then and then Jackie Gleason basically flips it over to be like F you. you yeah, know? like and, I knew I knew you. I knew you you screwed me over. Yeah. yeah. It was great. That's a gr- I think that was a great that's scene the and I agree. Highlight of the film. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's crazy how much money they get out of these people. Like when you look back at like all of the money that they have taken from Macalinsky and Lonigan, yeah, there's a lot of money, <laughs> and they are con- like that. I feel like they're getting like little bits and pieces from them. Con- so like here they get a grand from him, yeah, uh, and like then get two grand because he doubles it. Oh, that's right, he doubles it. That's right, uh, and then he so okay, so they uh, set it up where Jake sees Lonigan or not. I'm sorry, Macalinsky like going on his favorite Coney Island ride. And he Which ends is, up having a chat with him. He's like, look, I work for this guy that just swindled you out of this cash. Made you look like a dope. Uh, they want me to throw this fight, but I don't I, I don't want to throw this fight. And if you bet on me, uh, like my odds are like two to one. So there's a lot of money riding on against me. If, if I win this fight, you're going to take a lot of money from them. And I'm you know, you split it with I'm going to put all my life savings on it. We're going to be good. You know what's and so of course, dumb about this real quick? Like 
in any movie, there's been tons of movies where the premise revolves around a fighter throwing the fight. For anyone to be stupid enough to bet on someone to win, <laughs> like you can't, control, you could say you're the best ever, whatever. There's right. been a lot of fighters. Look at boxing, look at UFC. There's been a lot of fighters where people think they know who's going to win and something happened that doesn't. Like, there's the fact to put half a million dollars or 400,000 or whatever on someone because they're like, oh, yeah, but I'm going to win. Like, the, uh, yeah, the, only, the, sure, the, the only sure bet is if the, if you know the guy is going to throw it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can't take there it. Was you a, can't, yeah. There was a second MMA company that they were going to build around Kimbo Slice. Like that was the big deal. I think I think it was either ABC or CBS was sponsored. They had this massive event. Kimbo mm-hmm. Slice was going to beat, you know, they, he was the main event uh and he fought against I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that wasn't supposed to win knocks out Kimbo Slice in the first round and it killed the company. Wow. Like the company went under not soon after that. <laughs> Because the guy was like they, you know, they they built this guy. Kimbo Slice was a badass. Like he was like a street fighter. If you look up online, he was uh like f- getting he he knocked a guy's eyeball out like on film. He hit him so hard. So he's he's like the male Ronda Rousey. Yes, exactly. Oh jeez, they Don't did build that started. division, the division <laughs> around her, and then she lost. Uh, but yeah, like that it ended that promotion because they the wrong guy won, and it's just like well, you never know the fight game. Remember, you never know. And it's not fighting, but remember uh, the in the Olympics. This would have been, I guess, what the late eighties, early nineties. When was it? Dan and Dan. It was like two guys. Oh my god! Yes, th- they were the volleyball had, guys. Yeah, and they had like it was just like a given that they were going to make the Olympics. And Nike had, I think it was Nike and McDonald's, maybe had built this yep. huge campaign around them, and then they didn't make it. <laughs> yep, they didn't like, even geez. get past the trials. It was like whoops. <laughs> yeah totally so it just that whole premise first of all just is it's it's it kind of falls apart because yeah. i mean yeah you can say whatever but you know i'll just throw this out here unless the other guy was going to take a dive and is in on it too there'd be no way to guarantee that no right correct, correct. so yeah anyway so yeah so they uh mechelinski's like okay let me see what you can like i'm, I'm gonna be at this gym at this time training like let's see what you can do so Makalinsky obviously shows up. It's all a big setup. Like everybody in the gym is in on it. And the, I the do fact like that they drugged this guy to have him get his ass. Oh, oh no, no, that's the, like... that's the second fight. Oh, so okay, the first sorry, fight I but... do like where he they've got the the guy that's training him, and he's like Jackie Gleason's like, all right, you got to go in there, you got to get hit a lot. And he was like, man, I, fine, I guess, whatever. So Makalinsky shows up, and uh, we see Jake uh, take you know beat him, beat this guy up, and he's like, I got him. Like this is. Makalinski sees him fight. He's like, all right, man, you're good to go. Like, you're okay. He goes back and he's like, Jake and Makalinski have a meeting where he says, I want to see you fight my guy. And of course, this is what I'm talking about, where there's always kind of a wrench thrown in and your your quote unquote heroes have to do something to fix this. And I thought this was, you know, this was a ridiculous scene, but I like this scene, too. The boxing, the whole boxing gym and the setup of the interviewing the guy to get in the paper and boo, whatever, like, I'm sure that's just another parallel for the, um, for the office when they repaint the office and the sting. Yeah. Like, right, right, right. They're, they're, again, he's just taking his screenplay for the sting and he's doing a, a find and replace. Right. Like, that's what every situation is. You know, one of the things that really irked me about this scene was, hmm. um, like them trying to make it feel bigger than it is by like the the con men would come in and like wear fake teeth or use a funny <laughs> accent and i'm like yeah, put on a fake pe- mustache these people have never met you before like right. you don't need to put on a fake voice like why are like wh- why is like ron rifkin comes in suddenly with this weird like oh you gotta go outside see <laughs> and i'm like but you don't need to talk like that to trick them like right it's just because the guy in the first movie is like my specialty is british accents yeah <laughs> i do i, I do mean love that's they got, all they're doing i do that the the guy that plays this photographer who goes into this gym uh is is not kramer i know Seinfeld. I, I was thinking the same thing <laughs> he's been in lots of stuff and I he has pretty, i'm pretty sure isn't the photographer guy i could be missing mixing the two movies up but isn't it the guy from billy madison it is the assistant yes it and is I, yeah and i i always yeah. remember him as i I'm pretty sure it's the guy from Quick Change that tries to get on the bus with a guitar, and like, okay, the, and the guitar is like sideways, and so he keeps not getting on the bus. That's God. We need to review that movie. Oh, yeah. That's the movie. That's such a great movie. 
But yeah, he played uh, he played Kramer on the Seinfeld TV show that took place on Seinfeld. Oh, I didn't realize oh, that because I like the whole time I was like, if they were. Oh like, no, no, yeah. There's an episode. Remember, no, I now that you inside, say it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you say it, I remember. <laughs> but like, but I, the whole time I was like, God, this guy is so not Kramer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. turns out he was not Kramer. Right. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they do this whole setup where they have to clear out the gym. They've got the gym, uh, the second gym for the second fight. They get it all set up where it's all their people. The uh, the corner man coats the this uh, other boxer who was uh, Makalinsky's guy coats his mouthpiece in like formaldehyde or something. And of course, he Jake. Him. Yeah, he drugs him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, Jake knocks him out. You know, no problem. That just like you know, there's it's one thing to con someone, especially a bad like these guys they're conning in both movies are bad people. They're conning con men basically. Right. Like, okay, but they're drugging this guy so that Jake can wail on him <laughs> yeah. and knock him out. Like there's something very wrong yeah. about that. I, it's weird, like I didn't find that <laughs> as offensive as the parents in Dream a Little Dream poisoning, you know, their own daughter. Their own daughter. Yeah. They are both very <laughs> wrong. Yes, totally like, wrong. Just... I'm not saying that. You're, to- you're totally <laughs> but, right. But, but you're right. Like this less offensive. Part of what makes the sting work is that we never see them steal from good people, right? Obviously, yeah, right. conmen steal from good people all the time. But like the you know the kind of ethos of a, of a film con man is that like they're taking advantage of your own greed or hubris or you know, racism or there it's some ugly aspect, some major character flaw that if that person didn't have that flaw, wouldn't be ripped off. Like, sure. um, This is the same principle behind the Punisher, for example. Right. Yeah. Like the Punisher is out there committing straight up crimes and murders. Right. But they're only bad people. Right. Except for that poor jaywalker that he saw across the street. Like that was, you know, no reason for that. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, you know, Jake beats this guy up, and now now McClinsky's like, "Yep, I got you. Like, I got your backing. You've got your protection." Uh, the you know, he's like, "You need to go see the chancellor, and you know, say this one phrase, and everything. You know, just put everything on him." So McClinsky goes, and of course, the chancellor and the guy sitting at the at the table are both in on the scam. Uh, they they make the bet, and then this entire time, uh, Lonigan has this other idea where he's going to set everybody up and he's going to make his money back. Like, I don't really understand Yeah, the whole time. The movie cuts back and forth to him, like in his palatial palace. (laughs) And he's got like like, this super offensive Mexican guy who can't say Shakespeare. Yeah, it's really weird. They keep cutting back to him, and the whole time you don't like know what he's doing or why he's ha- lurking in the background. But yeah, he just keeps being like, "Yeah, just you wait. We're gonna get them. You're gonna we're gonna screw them over." Right. So he enlists the 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 cop that has been chasing Jake this entire time, uh, and says like they'll be here at this time. Like you've been looking for this guy. You can snatch them all up. Which it- is the exact same plot point, except flipped, where the cop. Right. Where, where Robert Redford's like, yeah, you can come get this guy, but we need to pull the scam first. Like, right. it's the exact same thing in reverse with the cop. It is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the, the bets are made. Everybody's, you know, doing their thing. Uh, and they get to the fight. And, of course, Jake is barely hanging on. Like, this guy is legit. He's beating the crap. This is also the weird turn where we find out that Terry Gar flips. Like she's actually feeding Lonigan information, so is that le- is that legit? I no, it's not legit. It's not okay. legit. No, it's, it's, it's all a like, setup. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that. That's well, yeah. Oh no, because based got, on the ending, of right, course, right. it's a setup. Yes, you, of course. If this thing had taken like one or two, quote unquote, scams out, I think it would have been better. Like, there's just your everything about this movie is a scam. In that they tried to one up the one up the yes, one up like, exactly, yeah, yeah. and it just that that to me was a was a drawback is like there's just too many scams you know like just, yeah. just too much um so terry gar this is where terry gar kind of reveals herself that she's been giving lonigan information and she gets 40 grand out of lonigan here yeah so it's just like well, well there's another this, <laughs> this reveal i hate this reveal so much like, I, did, I did not be, like this either because first off he tells this to the cop who does not need to know it it's only done for the benefit of the audience it's su- it's such lazy screenwriting and then yeah. and then 
when you see her, then it goes from lazy screenwriting to lazy directing because she walks into the room with this big giant hat with the brim yeah, down right. and then looks up dramatically. I'm <laughs> like, like it's this big reveal, like, oh no, she's in on it. But that's only a reveal for the audience. So for her to walk in like that and do that do, and do that to that guy who'd be like, yeah, here's a blonde chick, whatever. So but like, it's not I, even a reveal I, because she's the only woman we've seen in this movie. Right. <laughs> we haven't seen There's no true. other women. There's the other woman that she's sitting at the table with. But Terry Gar is the only woman in yeah. this movie. Yeah. I wish they would just be meta like Deadpool and be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you <laughs> landing like that? You know, like some kind of commentary yeah. on that. Like, what was that reveal? Like, yeah, hi. Can I help you? Right. So they're all the fight, the fight, and everything's going according to plan. And then Solonigan kind of gets there as well. And he bets a million dollars on the other guy. Right, like, isn't no, that the Lonigan, yeah, no, Lonigan he, bets on Mac Davis because uh, because he's he's gonna win because then he has to go switch the bet. No, no, it's, uh, Lonigan makes a bet on the uh, on Chico. Uh, the other guy, Macalinsky, bets on uh, Jake because he thinks he's gonna win. Right, because he—that's the whole deal. Yeah, Lonigan wants to win double his money and screw them over. So right. Yeah, he, oh, so okay. Magdalinski bets on Jake because that's his guy, and he, Jake says he's like, "I'm going to knock him out." So when Lonigan is does the reveal, he's like, "Yeah, that's a good fighter." I got to tell you though, he's full of crap. That's where Magdalinski's like, "Oh, go okay. back to the bookie and and change the bet." And okay. Which at first I'm like, wait a minute, you can't, you can't change do bets. That. And then I see how they change the bets, and I'm like, oh well, I guess he just did. <laughs> well, at that point, fair. like you're not changing the bet, you're just robbing the guy. Like why? Well, that's like, why, like, right, why right. even go that's... through the illusion that you're changing the bet? Just shove a gun in his face and you give me all yes. your money. It's the same thing. <laughs> that's why. That's where it fell apart for me too. Yeah. The same thing where he's like, yeah, change the bet, and then they're like, nope, tear up that paper. Okay, see you later. Like let's hope this. Like yeah, you just. You just did something completely. I don't know if I could say illegal. Oh no, it's illegal betting. I, no, no, he but, bet. No, no, no. If you watch, I, so he tears up the the ticket. That's the the marker for uh, okay. Macalinsky betting on Jake. Right, and okay. he the the chancellor writes a new ticket that right. that changes the mark from Jake to Chico. Right, but why didn't he just rob the money? Yeah, that, because he our, wants double the money. But our he's point, greedy. No, he's but, trying to get more money. But our point is that if you're going to go put a gun in somebody's face when you're halfway through a match oh, and you're losing, changing the bet, changing which the bet, is the same. Just thing take as, the whole thing. Just put a gun in their face and rob them. Like there's if no I reason would. to yeah, go through you, the illusion if, that you're betting at that point. You know? Yeah. Sure, if sure, you sure. change your bet in the middle of a match, and, so you know the outcome, you are stealing the money. Yeah, that and, makes sense. I'm <laughs> with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was just dumb. Like that fell apart for me too. Where I'm just like, wait, what? Wait a minute. Go go to their safe or look at the money on the table just take it <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know well and then so, yeah. and, so they, and then presumably the- hang on then presumably the only reason that they even let them do it is because they're this bookie agency is being ran by gondorf or Jackie gleason correct so they yeah. they already know that the outcome's gonna flip anyway and so they let them but like but then, like, there's this shot when he leaves. Is one of the guys like hanging his head in his hands, like, "Oh no, we're oh screwed. no no no." They didn't know that because because no. Jackie Gleason has to go. Oh, never mind. You're right. You think Be- they knew or just Jackie Gleason? I think though? Jackie Gleason knew. Uh, I maybe, did too. I maybe. think only he I, knew, and everyone else was. Yeah. Now, yeah. now we're writing our screenplay. But <laughs> yeah, someone needs to. But you know, but I think that was the the big reveal that we're about to get to is is yeah, all depended on like no one, no loose ends, nobody else knows, so they're all playing the part. Right. Right. So yeah, the fight goes down. We see that Lonigan flips the bet. Everything. Everything we think right as the viewer has gone to crap. Terry Gar is no longer sitting at ringside, so we're left to assume that she is actually flipping on them uh jackie gleason gets up tells jake he's like look man i don't know what to tell you you got to knock this guy out and he's he's so nonchalant about it jackie gleason is where jake is not a fighter like he's like i fought in the golden gloves 20 years ago so he's like ah yep you're gonna do just fine kid well, you'll be all right this is yeah this i mean thank goodness that at least there is a flip that gets revealed later because just seeing an empty seat and a guy going yeah you have to win now right. does not make someone capable of winning so (laughs) i at least i appreciated that there was a reasoning behind it because when this happened i'm like no this guy just got his ass beat for six (laughs) rounds or whatever he shouldn't have lasted one round so i I do like the line like i'm i'm mad now right i do like the line at the end of the movie when when the reveal happens like i gotta tell you didn't think you'd make it five 
Like, yeah, I just, no, I, that, that was a good little I, line. I liked that flip. I, I'm, you know, I don't know. I actually liked no, that because I, yeah. I did not see that one coming. So, yeah. so Jake, you think that Jake, Jake's pulling a Rocky and he's coming back and he's going to beat this. He, he beats this. He knocks this guy out. And of course Art now, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now Lonigan is Lonigan's pissed. Uh, Makalinsky's pissed because he just lost all this money. He changed to the wrong bet. I, I right. mean, and the idea of conning someone to where before you know that it's a double cross, a double cross, like the to get someone to change their bet to the wrong thing, like right. I really <laughs> like that concept. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Just when you think you're ahead, you're not ahead. Yeah. Uh, so the fight's over and everything kind of clears out. Uh, the cop was given the wrong information, obviously, and he nobody's there at the bust except for the little bellboy with the uh, – the flowers, oh, the telegram, the telegram, the tel- which is yeah. fine. Uh, and then they're walking. You know, Jackie Gleason and <clears throat> uh, Mac Davis are walking down next to this train. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, he's just like, "Where's my cut?" And he was like, "I don't know, man. Like, I gave it to the girl, and we don't know where she is." But you know, I do like that Jackie Gleason's like, "Best of luck," and just gets on the train and leaves. And like, if you yeah. don't know how this is going to end, you're like, "Well, that, why would he?" ever partner with him again like he just screwed him out of all this money uh yeah and he's like course, you don't need the money i'll i'll t- hold it for yeah, you or the, whatever the like, two the two reveals that we get is that chico the other fighter was in on it the whole time he was going to take a dive the entire time uh and then the re- the second reveal terry gar gets off the train uh her and jake obviously her and jake actually hooked up like they're kind of a couple at this point um and we get the reveal that of she, she's like uh, Jackie Gleason told me to hold on to the money for you. And he was like, why would he do that? And she's like, I don't know. My dad does weird things. And that's the reveal is that Terry Gar and Jackie Gleason are father and daughter. And then everybody's happy. That's how the movie ends. Is like, like everything's ugh. okay, I guess. <laughs> He's my dad. He's my dad. Dun, dun, dun. Right. It's just like, and a- of course, Jackie Gleason just gives like a tip of the hat and just goes off into this on the train. I also think it's weird as this train because this train continues to drive off as the credits roll for like a good two or three minutes, and he <laughs> yeah. just stands on the back of the train, and I'm like, what are you looking at? Like, there's bye, like, goodbye, go, goodbye go back now, in the goodbye. train. Like, what? I was like, is this the first post credit scene ever? I was wondering like what they were getting into. So no, the first post credit scene ever. I there might have been like some smaller. I think there was like one smaller art house movie that did something like that, but but is that Ferris Bueller? No, no. Got to go back a little further. Okay, I think we talked uh, about it, didn't we? It's the I can't think of it. It's the Muppet movie. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow! Because remember, um, I always forget the name of the big giant monster. It's uh, like Alice or something. It's not. No, uh, that's not Sweetums, right? Oh, it is Sweetums. So Sweetums, yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh, because Sweetums like is trying to follow them to Hollywood, and uh, and then oh, he gets and there, then the and very then end, he whatever, like bursts right? through the screen, and and then yeah, and, uh, yeah, and then um, and then the Swedish chef is like the flume is okie dokie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the whole board, movie board, Sweetums board. is running behind yeah. him, trying to catch up to him. Yeah, yeah. So like that's that's I believe the first like major motion picture with a with a post credit scene. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Well, but and yeah, uh, yeah. This movie's not awful. Like if it, I mean, no. if, if I mean, it's not good. But it's it's if it wasn't called The Sting Two, I think it would it would have been better reviewed. Not much, but like I think <laughs> I I think it, people would have just been like this is a pretty mediocre movie but because they attach that pedigree of the sting to it and then right. like deliberately imitated its film style right like with the music yes. and the title cards and the um oh my gosh yeah the scott the the are these scott joplin songs too or like not joplin songs um, like I don't know. I'm the only Scott Joplin song I know is the Entertainer. So like, like the first movie is the Entertainer, yeah. right? The whole right first dun, movie, dun, and so dun, dun, they were doing dun, 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 dun. ragtime songs in the second one. But I couldn't identify whether or not they were really his songs or if they were like, oh, we got Bob Joplin songs. In well, this one. <laughs> I think that they're in the public domain at that point because they're okay. pretty old. It's ragtime. So my guess is yeah. that they were probably Scott Joplin songs. And the movie was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Musical Score. Um, yeah. But he was definitely, it was imitation Hamlish, right? Like it was, he, he, yeah. you know, he was clearly trying to sound like Marvin, what Marvin Hamlish did. And it's, we watched... The I my 
my wife and the kids were in and out of the room and they were like, oh my God, this movie's so bad. And I was like, but the first <laughs> one's great. And they're just like, uh-huh. And so I made them watch like that opening <laughs> opening sequence of The Sting. And, yeah. they, and yeah. they were just like, oh my God, like how, like this is doing the exact same stuff, but just everything about it works where nothing about this was really working you know like it was nothing at all yeah. yeah and they were and even my wife was like i can't even really put my finger on why this works and that doesn't but like <laughs> this is great like i'm totally on board, on board. Like, even the music sounds better and it's essentially the same song you know it's very oh, sure uh, yeah yeah i don't i mean something about it to me i feel like again i did not hate the sting too like i had an entertaining time with it like joe did but knowing the sting and seeing how it's an exact it's a carbon copy right but everything carbon copied is blurry and i mean you know i mean carbon copies by definition aren't as good but i mean i'm talking about like it's like a carbon copy that then got smudged and then crumpled up you know like knowing that it's an exact copy and they're not doing really anything original i think that just in the back of your mind you're like even if this had a different name like joe said like it would be entertaining but you just know you know they're being so lazy with it you know it's just yeah, yeah that's th- i think that's the that was the problem you know like yeah. it, it is I, I didn't realize how much of a retread it was until we started talking about it right <laughs> i was like oh it's exactly it's, it's exactly like that. it's like airplane two like again it was a different time period but knowing now like going back and watching airplane two you're just like yeah this isn't funny this isn't good. It's the same movie you just changed yeah, it to a space it, shuttle to be topical yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they were supposed to the goal was to make another one of these, right? Like they were they were gonna make a prequel and show how Gondorf oh. and and uh Frodo how Paul Newman their, came up probably. Got yeah, yeah get, became conman and came up through the ranks and then this tank so hard they, they bailed. <laughs> this actually but that, gets referenced on an episode of The Simpsons. Did you know that? No. no. What do they do? In, uh, the Great Money Caper, which was from 2000. Okay. Abe Simpson uh, has an idea for a scam, and he says this will work because it was featured in the Sting too, so nobody knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great joke. Oh my god. Although it's also like that's a ripoff, right? Like because that's that's basically the premise of Office Space. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see that. Oh, sure, sure. Because, yes, yes, I yes. mean, that's the big joke in Office Space, right? Because they were like, we're going to do do this thing that it worked in Superman, Superman 3. Because I, like, I remember like watching Office Space. In, I saw it in the theater. Like, I was like, yeah. I, w- I was one of the people that did that. You're one of the three people. Yeah, <laughs> I was in a press screening. And uh, um, I know a guy that, uh, well, Rizzuto uh, from The Point does morning oh. shows on Morning on The Point. He was telling me about how he was working in New York at the time and they wanted him to to go work the screening for office space and that uh, and he he didn't know what it was and he was just like uh, okay because he was part-time he was doing like overnights I think and so the movie wasn't big enough to get one of the real DJs from that station because I think he he was at the station Stern was on and, oh uh, sure 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 and so he's like okay sure and so he's like he goes now I look back and it's great because it's uh he goes it was literally at the because it's new york we had the cast there and so he's like it's i it was me and ron livingston and he's like and i had no idea why until later but we were taking baseball bats to fax machines while they took (laughs) photos of us so he's like he got to beat up a fax machine with the baseball bat with ron livingston and i'm like that's pretty awesome but um but yeah i remember seeing the movie when it came out and when they were setting up when they're talking about what they're doing and i'm like Oh my god, this movie totally stole that from Superman 3 and like everybody's going to pretend like that's not a thing. So when they referenced it, I was like, "Okay, cool. I can like this movie." All right. That's, you nice, you win that's movie. A, yeah, that's a really good joke, but you're right, Tom. Uh Office Space I believe was 99, so if it was a 2000 Simpsons episode, they almost had to have seen that and made the joke. Yeah, For, like, yeah. That's yeah. right afterwards. Totally. You know? The only yeah, l- but, only the only credit you can give them is that maybe because of the lag time on animation, Maybe they were. Oh, it is a year. You're right. Yeah. It's a year long. So, like, maybe, so, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they made maybe. the same joke. But that's that's coincidence for sure. Absolutely. If, you know. Absolutely. So, so it, like, uh, I know we don't do video recoveries much without Dan, but, like, if you want to see a good con artist movie about boxing that most people, I think, are unaware of, uh, 
there's a movie called Digstown. Okay. I've never seen it. No, me oh, either. Okay, it stars James Woods, but see it anyway. But it's like it's, oh, it's like James it was before he was super crazy. But it's like James <laughs> Woods and uh Bruce Stern and Lou Gossett Jr. and Heather oh. a very, very young Heather Graham and uh and it takes place in this kind of like factory town, like those towns where like one guy owns the whole town. And sure. Lou Gossett Jr. plays this aging boxer and they they bet him that he can't knock out 10 people in 24 hours and so they have this 24 hour <laughs> boxing match and this movie is so much fun it's not like a great movie but it's a fun movie and and uh cannot recommend it highly enough i think if you've never seen the movie if you see Digstown, like you will walk away having a very fun cinematic experience it's cool a, i'm gonna check that out it's a lot of fun yeah totally let me know what you think i think i think that you guys would both like it like i said it's not a great movie but it's a fun movie but it's um directed by michael ritchie one of his last ones and so like he's the guy who did bad news bears um, uh-huh. and he's done a lot of, like a lot of like cool little movies over over the years so I'll I'll throw out um, like we said earlier the hustler even the color of money which like I don't like color, the color money of money is, as, I like it as, a lot I don't like it as much as the hustler but like it's still worth seeing and then I would say Paper Moon and Matchstick Man well, even the Sting what are we talking about Ocean's Eleven well, like, I think that's kind of implied yeah, well, <laughs> yeah the Sting is, I think the, I think we just did an hour video recovery that's on the true Sting, yeah right, right? <laughs> um, but yeah I I love Paper Moon and then I also love how. Uh, Matchstick Men is like a spiritual remake of Paper Moon. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Matchstick Men's great. Yeah, but so. yeah, Paper Moon is like oh, such a great movie. But um, but yeah, so those are all those are all good ones. So, well, I guess that that's it for this one. Let's uh, go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash real spoilers. Uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash real spoilers. So that's it for this one. Uh, since there'll be no new movies next week, I guess we will tackle another cash grab sequel. I'm going to call an audible and, and just pick the movie right now. Okay. All right. And this one's for you, Joe. I say next week we do Escape from L.A. Yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, I mean, I would love to uh, do that. But, game, you know, Troll... Game on. I mean, Trolls comes out next weekend, and that's the very first new release. Like, we'll do so, two. I mean, we'll do, we'll oh, maybe we know, do two already, then. I mean, yeah, you've already, yeah. you've already brought up Escape from L.A. You can't take that back. <laughs> I mean, I, I, first of all, I love Escape from L.A. Bruce Campbell's in it. Like, oh, that yeah. movie... I love it. So I'm good with that, but I feel like we have to do the very first movie ever to skip theaters that I was supposed agree. to. I, I would agree. You know, okay, well then l- let's do that instead of a box office report because the, okay. the box office report Because there ain't going to be no nothing, box office report. So much, okay. There's so little news to talk about. So uh, that's what you have to look forward to until then. You just heard us hammer it out. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Hammerhead Hagen lives in Digstown. Quick addendum. I did not ruin this movie for you. Still go see it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.